right, welcome to another episode of Modern Life. I'm here today with my girlfriend Stacy and my sister Tabby. How are you guys? Good. Hi. I'm good. Today we're going to talk about one of our new favorite TV shows called Making It with Nick Offerman and Amy Poehler, who you might know from Parks and Recreation or in case of Amy Poehler, Saturday Night Live or a bunch of other shows. Um, Tubby, you want to kind of talk about what the show is about? Um, yeah, so let's travel back in time a little bit. Um, we are kind of, or at least I am a huge fan of um, The Great British Bake Off, mm -hmm. which is a very wholesome show about um, lay people um, getting together and joining a baking competition and making it as kind of the uh, arts and crafts version of it. Um, and, and also kind of the American version. I mean, there's no like other yeah. American competition show that I can think of that's really like that. And when we say wholesome, what do we mean? I mean, Well, they do get a <laughs> cash prize at the end of this show. For the making uh, it show, yeah. For the making it show. Um, but it's not like the biggest loser of people stabbing each other in the back. It's like everyone's right. in a barn and helping each other craft and getting through the challenges. Um, somebody does get eliminated every week um yeah and again these are just very normal people right. moms you know people with normal jobs have you you've seen the great british big off yes, right stacy yes yeah so i think with that show i mean it's so interesting because it's the first competition show i've seen where i mean what what did they win at the end like a plate a, a bouquet <laughs> of flowers <laughs> like there really there wasn't the cash prize or anything and so with making it I mean, you know, I think they kind of address that to where during the competition, you know, if you win a competition, you get this patch and it's all very wholesome, but at the very end, the winner does get like $100,000. So there is a payoff because these people do sacrifice, like they're away from their families for six yeah. weeks. Like They're like, you know, they, they quit their jobs for six weeks. They're like, like only the doing judges, this show. I feel like the judges and the contestants, like there's there's not the play on the cash like it's more important for them totally. like, to get the patches and to get the recognition and just for the fun of it which is why i think the contestants are always helping each other out kind of like working together sometimes yeah. it's the type of people they choose yeah. to right. yeah i mean it's super family friendly to where it's like we could watch it with your daughter and she was super into it and i was getting a kick out of it and yeah i mean it was like like mm -hmm. one of my new favorite mm -hmm. shows and I don't even I think I it came up as an advertisement on YouTube or something and I'm like hey I love Amy Poehler I love Nick Offerman this looks like a really cool concept with these you know people making arts and crafts stuff they also did a really great job with picking the judges too because that Simon down and probably butchering his last name but Donan uh, is absolutely one of the best parts of the show. He's hilarious. So He's I want to talk about the judges. So there's Diana Johnson. Dana. And, oh, Dana? Dana Johnson. Oh, I thought it was Diana. No. On the website, I listed her as Diana. <laughs> so Dana Johnson, who is, she works for Etsy. She's like one of their main trendsetters, mm -hmm. is what they call her. And then, yeah, there's, there's Simon, who does all the... He's best known for doing all the uh, window displays at Barney's in New York who was absolutely amazing, and I agree. He was my favorite judge. I kind of had a problem with Dana as much. Like, she she fit in really well, especially with Simon. They played really well off of each other, but I didn't really like her. I don't know that having, like, an Etsy, an Etsy trend expert really fit into the competition to where 
sometimes there was something that I thought was really nice, but she would be like, oh, that's, that's not a trend right now. Or I like what this person did over here. These tassels are really trendy. Um, and I'm like, I don't know that no, that... No, I, I see what you're saying, but I think... Whereas Simon, he has the experience, he has the craft, but then right. with Dana, sometimes she would be like, oh, I've seen this before, I know this is not an original idea because there's 6,000 results on Etsy that's, that right. exactly and I'm, like it. I'm so fine with that. The, she kind of has the knowledge of what's popular in the culture right now and what... Which I think is totally fine, but then to like have someone win or lose based on what's trendy, I think is a little... I don't think it was really what was trendy as much as it was what was... Um not played out like something that wasn't used so many times or a recycled idea versus an original idea and an original like something new and creative right then i don't well then i would say that instead of i don't know if trendy is the best word to use in like an arts and crafts competition no i think it's important yeah to, okay to, no, to, i don't know to, that was just kind of a little bit of a gripe I mean, that i, I didn't had. think she really added much in okay. terms of like when she was looking at the stuff, the stuff that she pointed out, like it was like maybe one every three episodes where like she said something that I, I valued, mm-hmm. but I think that's because Simon is just so over the top. He was always adding kind of a comic comedic turn on his opinion that mm-hmm. like he was more interesting to me. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I think Simon always had the most to add to where he would, you know, as they're going around in the middle of the competition, he'd be like, Oh, I would try doing this. Or I would I don't like know. he always Dana, had really interesting Dana feedback. Would, like you could dip this in gold, you could do yeah. this, you could do that. I I guess I just didn't have that um same perception of it. But what you just said, the comedic element of the show I think plays a really important role in it too because Amy and Nate are hilarious. Right. Um they have little sections in between where they are kind of away from the contestants and are just talking about the show and they'll have the the pun offs. You know, yeah, I love. Like, <laughs> I really. That, that was always a nice break from the show having those puns. Um, I think it opens up the uh, viewing, like the age viewing group, a lot because right. this show would be more something that would be watched by an older, hmm. uh, an older viewing uh, viewers hmm. versus when you add these kind of hilarious people into it, it like brings in like the twenties and the thirties. Yeah, even even true. my daughter, you know what I mean? Like right. 11-year-olds, because now it's got something to make them laugh and brings in some interest. Right. No, and actually, it's funny that you bring up the demographic, because I looked... So first of all, they did renew it for season two, I think, like, like after the first episode, they announced they're going to make a season two, because the first episode, the season premiere got some... You know, I wrote this down. It got... Where was it? Maybe I didn't... Oh, here we go. It got over 6 million viewers on the premiere, which, it being a summer show, was actually really good. And so for the big four networks, you know, ABC, NBC, uh, I don't know what the other big two are off the top of my head, CBS, it was actually the most most watched premiere for a summer show for the any of the big four networks so the show was actually a huge success and so if you look at the season finale those numbers dropped off towards about four million people watching but if you compare that to something like a show bachelor in paradise which is super popular they had the exact same viewing numbers that same week but I think it's really weird because I haven't really heard much at all about the show. I haven't really seen many articles about it. But there's obviously 
a bunch of people out there watching it. It's just weird to me that... But maybe what Stacey was saying, those types of people don't feel the need to maybe, talk about right. it on the internet. Right. Like, there's no... No TMZ, you know, obviously TMZ isn't going to pick up a making it story. They're going to talk about Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> well, I mean, there's not any drama to, to discuss. True, there's no, okay. like, conflict. Interesting. And that's what sells yeah. right now. And that's all true. That's all that reality sports, yeah. TV. And this is, like, the complete, this is the anti-reality yeah, TV nonsense. Really Which I nice. think is what is the appeal, at least for me. Mm-hmm. I just think it's kind of cool. You have just, like, there's obviously a bunch of people watching this show, but it's just, like... You got to be in the know almost, you know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, but I was just trying to do research for the show and there was really, there wasn't that much to read up on. And like another big TV show I'm a huge fan of is Shark Tank. And if if you Google Shark Tank, there's all these blogs about Shark Tank breaking down the investors and the companies and following up with how the companies are doing. And I, And I'm hoping that this show making it will sort of evolve into that to where there's just going to be these blogs and cause, cause I was just, I was trying to find pictures of all the things that were made during all the competitions and there was just nothing, there was just nothing out there on the internet at all. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I don't know. It'll just be inter- interesting to see if like the community kind of takes off around that show. It's obviously super early on, but Yeah. It'd be interesting to compare it to like what Shark Tank was when it first came out. Was it like just as big of a pull or yeah, was it? Yeah, I don't it... know. I mean, Shark Tank's been around so long now, so I don't even know. But, um. Yeah, I think it's also just really nice watching people actually make things with their hands. No, it is. Um, I think, especially living in LA, living in big cities, you do really lose that. Right. From what, well, thinking back to living maybe in a smaller town or just kind of making things on your own and now you just end up buying it on Amazon. Or... Well, it's funny that you say that because actually two of the members are from Los Angeles. Like two of the contestants are actually from I LA. just, But I think just because when you're in such a big city, it's like you don't just run across it. I don't know. You have to seek it out more. I don't know if that's what you're saying. Yeah, I'm just, I guess I'm just comparing it to living in a small town in Germany and then also um, Boulder. That's very arts and craftsy. Right, but it's like... Because it's so small, if there's some sort of arts and crafts thing going on, like, you're just going to run across it. You know what I mean? I don't know. No, no, no. I'm also just saying the space available is, of course, right. very different. Not everybody can afford to have a wood shop in their in their apartment, right. you know? So. Yeah, no, it's funny, though, because, like, Nick Offerman, who is a woodworker, his shop's right down the street here in the San Fernando Valley. And I know there's, like... There's like three community wood shops around here in LA, so there's definitely the community out there, but yeah, I just don't think you run across it unless you're actively seeking that out. Um, anyways, moving on. Um, did you want to talk about some of the challenges? I was going to say, well, I wrote down some favorite items or favorite challenges mm-hmm. I had. I don't know mm-hmm. if you want to go over that. Let's do it. Cool. So some of my favorites I had was, I think it was episode two, they had a... They wanted the space for the kids, right? I don't remember. I remember exactly. It was a handmade fort. They had to make. They had to make something for the kids could play in and play with. Right. And, and then uh, there was this guy Billy who was he was from Chicago. He was he was a felt an expert working with felt. Billy's from LA. Oh, is he from LA? Yeah, he's from LA. But he grew up in Chicago or yeah. something, right? Okay, that's what it was. He was a felt expert. 
which was kind of cool. And he made this really cool kind of kids food truck, which I thought was awesome. And I think he actually won the competition for that one. He did. Um, another one that really stood out to me was there was a Halloween competition, and Joanna made this. She's a, she no, was the holiday. What? Halloween? No, it was a Halloween one, and Joanna, who was the interior designer, she made the washing machine. Oh, the costume. This is the Halloween costume. Halloween right? costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And she, she ended up being the washing machine. Like I, that always that, that totally was stands brilliant, out. But I actually loved Billy's in that too because he was a beefcake, so he wore yeah. a slice of also cake, cool. and then he built a mask out of felt that was a cow's <laughs> mask. Yeah, that was one of the episodes where I didn't actually agree with the judges. Really? Were they well because. Keel won that one, didn't he? He was the Keel, backward, yeah. and right. he was the backward. Wait, what was yeah, it? Yeah, he was. Like he the, was there's the no way you could dog wear that costume. Him. The dog was eating him. Yeah. yeah, and it was a costume that like you couldn't walk around in. The and costume was insane, but yeah. it was not practical that was at not all. A costume. No, it was, <laughs> Which so. is something they've said in other challenges, like the swing. They're like, oh, how would you mount this? Right. How would you hang this up? And I'm like, oh, but you didn't have that problem with the... That brings up an interesting point, because I, I did think the judging was really inconsistent sometimes to, like, exactly what you're saying there. It's like, sometimes they cared about it being practical. Like, there was a challenge where they had to make the lamp, and then there was a bunch of... I remember on a couple of the lamps, the judges were like, well, you're using... They were supposed to use outside material on the lamp and then people would use like plants in the lamp and stuff and then the judge would be like well this is gonna die so the lamp's not gonna look good in a week and it's like yeah but you're making them use stuff from the outside yeah, that, was, a that was silly so they care about it being practical yeah. but that then was the one that billy made the the parrot the, the parrot yeah. and they like totally bashed him because he used cardboard and it would catch on but fire. then for the halloween one yeah they like didn't care if it was practical and then i also think uh, who was who was the one lady who used who wore pink? Amber. She like wore pink all the time, and she always made these really bright. It was like pink in almost every Everything. one of the things that she made, and she was always congratulated for having like these bold colors. But it was kind of the same bold colors every single time. And then uh, who was the guy? I think Robert. it was Robert. Robert got. He kept getting knocked for not using enough color, and there was always like a little too much gray, which. I think I agree Actually. with, but I think it's weird to applaud mm -hmm. one person for using the same crazy colors all the time and then deny another person for using, like, gray all the time. The grain of the wood instead of painting Was that Robert or was that it? Jeff? Because Robert was the one, was the design and maker, mm, the one that made the cloud paint. Maybe it was and Jeff. Jeff was the one that was the paper crafter. It just, no, yeah, no, it was just um, inconsistent to Robert me. But Robert had... Um, one thing made of wood and Nick was like, oh, it's really interesting how you made the different grains go in different directions. Mm -hmm. And But then they knocked him for not painting it, for yeah. just keeping it yeah, yeah, uh, right. brown or wood. Well, color. he was the one, actually, I'm pretty, so that is Robert right there. But yeah, he is the one that had a problem with color. Yeah. But so. I, think, I think that's a challenge that the show has compared to something like a cooking show, which I think is easier to kind of judge all around when you have arts and crafts there's so many different subcategories of mm. arts and crafts that it's like yeah you can have nick offerman like realize having the wood grains go in different directions is really cool but you know maybe the lady from etsy that that's just not in her wheelhouse at all like recognizing that i think there's just so many different things yeah it's tough to unify really different angles yeah. where you can yeah it's tough to be really consistent with what exactly you judge because there's you can really attack it from a lot of different angles yeah one of my favorite challenges um 
was they were all supposed to create a hangout with seating and then an activity and Amber made the Havana hangout with the dominoes and she had mm -hmm. these stools kind of that had the different stamp patterns on it. Yeah. And oh, it yeah. was fabric and then she just made her own stamps and put patterns on it and I was watching it like, oh, I, you know, I think that's what Amy says all the time in the mm -hmm. show. She's like, it makes people watching it go, oh, I can make that. Right. Like, this isn't, yeah, that was pretty cool. You get too enthusiastic about the whole no, it is. arts and crafts thing. Like, I can make my own chairs. Like, uh, I think it was Billy, he made chairs out of, like, paint buckets for the outside oh, seating yeah. area. And I was like, that was really, like, that wasn't, oh, yeah, and he, he like, put the weaving around it. I think was it was it? Billy. Could have been someone else. No, that was Amber's, wasn't yeah, it? That was, was it Amber's? Yeah, Amber's. Oh, okay. It was the whole Havana. Yeah, thing. she did the yeah, rope, and that's then she right. did the stamps on yeah, top. Yeah, really, that's right. That's the one you're talking about. Yeah, that was really cool. It's like, well, a paint bucket and, like, rope just glued around it. Like, I can do that. That's mm -hmm. easy. And it looked really cool. Um, do we have some other favorites? The terrarium challenge was... Really? Like, every one of those was amazing. Because you didn't like the terrarium, me. right, Stacey? No, I didn't. <laughs> really? I thought everybody I thought it was did like a great so, job. No, everybody did a great job. I, and I had no problem with what was done, what was done but I did, like... They were looking for something personal and I just really didn't feel like, I didn't really feel like any of them really brought very, I think hmm. the ones that did have a personal aspect and a personal viewpoint were the ones they knocked the most because they didn't understand it. So like that was the, the terrarium was the one that Amber won, right? Right. And she made like San Francisco and like, it was really well done. It was beautifully mm -hmm. crafted, but it was like, to me, it, it, it was exactly what I would expect of San Francisco. Got it. Do you know Got what I'm saying? It, like yeah. it's like the picturesque image of San Francisco, and right. then at the same challenge, but the Vermont, what the, the yeah. Vermont one, yeah. she got knocked for that. And I like watching those two people, and I'm like, they did exactly the same right. thing. So why are you knocking her, but not knocking? Got it. Yeah, I didn't even think about the judging. I was just looking at the craftsmanship and. Um, so a terrarium, I didn't know. I knew what it was, but I didn't know that's what it was called. It's when you have um, a little glass, it's a like garden a, in glass. It's like a, it's like a goldfish fishbowl basically exactly with plants in it they <laughs> yeah. had to have one structure in there and then what i thought was really cool robert did something actually with the glass and did mm. etching outside of the glass which right. i would not have thought of doing that looking back i think it's a really cool challenge because it's super different from all the other challenges it's kind of really scaled down and very like detail oriented because when you have such a tiny space like every little detail matters oh, you know yes that's very and then true. I think a lot of the other challenges were just, they mm. were all really cool, but it was like, make this big grand thing. So it was kind of nice to have... Them scale it down. Yeah. Um, I just want to go back to that holiday episode really quickly. That was probably one of my favorite ones too. I love holidays. Oh, yeah, I love yeah, all yeah, holidays. Yeah. Love celebrating them. I always notice in a work of fiction, of sci-fi or fantasy, if in your world building you did not include holidays... Because, and that's always a flaw to me because as a society I think we it's a very integral part to our cultures um, so there was a yeah. challenge where they had a they were provided with a door stoop and they had to decorate it and each person had to choose a yeah. different holiday there was the felt artist again made these 4th of the July fourth of, that was really cool. the giant arms that looked like he muscle he stuffed the felt yeah it was really awesome um, there was the Valentine's Day one which was also really cool again it was all pink that was yeah. kind of what you're saying again the ambers yeah there was joe's um 
she chose St. Patrick's Day and then made the floor out of golden coins, mm -hmm. which I thought was really cool. Yeah, that's some really cool um, stuff. And then the Halloween one was kind of looked like a portal that was warping you inside. Um, so th those <laughs> oh, were yeah. really, so really cool. Kiem who ended up, spoiler alert, winning the whole competition. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, for that Halloween one, he like made this... It's like poured a lot of wood and there was different layers. Was there fog or was it just like a light? Yeah, there was a, yeah, there was like a fog. Yeah, it was machine. really cool. Um, yeah, that one's really awesome. I also liked when they had the the outside like garden shack challenge and Kiem ended up splitting the roof so you could slide the roof open. That was, I was. Those when, were all really good. When that happened, I was like, oh snap. Kiem might win this whole thing, like, because nobody was thinking on that level of, like, I'm going to slice this roof in half so you can slide it open. Well, that was what was so great about Kiem, like, Kiem in general, like, all his stuff, every time that they went and he would tell them what he was going to make, they were like, are you going to have time to do that? Oh, he was a ninja. He's and like... He, he came through every <laughs> single time. He's like, I'm going to do this and this and this, and they're like, are you going to be able to do this in time? And he's like, yeah, I got it. And then he would get it done every single time. <laughs> But he was so unassuming, and in episode one, the first challenge, you're supposed to make your secret beast, oh my God. and he makes this, it's a turtle out of wood, and it wasn't, it really, I don't think it looked that great, but the turtle was in its shell, so that's his secret beast, and it totally fits him, because he's this super... Intricate, in, like, in, introverted. In, <laughs> yeah, that's the word I'm looking for, like, extremely introverted, so the first episode, you're like... This guy barely this guy. talks, yeah. like his art is crap. You're like, he's gonna be gone soon. And then he all of a sudden just like steps up his game in episode two and you know, obviously ends up winning the whole thing. But. I kind of want to talk about that because I don't, uh, I think Joe should have won. So the last really? episode, Happily Ever Crafter. Yes, I know where you're going with the, this. The whole show is this like dad jokes. It's so just puns on puns on amazing. puns. Um, she won the first challenge, mm -hmm. so she got the first patch. Right. Then for the second challenge, they had to make a backdrop where people get married, whatever that's called. Mm -hmm. So they actually they had a real couple come on the show, and Nick Offerman, I guess who's who has his marriage, you know, he's officiated. Officiated, yeah. He he's gonna marry this couple on TV, but the backdrop to it all has to be made by one of the artists so that was the competition and what she had what did she have again well they had to make a present for the couple the wife That's or right. future bride had mentioned that she really wanted to keep chickens so joe made a chicken coop and mm -hmm. out of all the presents i thought that was all the presents the were one. extremely well crafted they were amazing but that was the very personal one that mm -hmm. was somebody you could tell she was like the mom like she's paying attention mm -hmm. and it just I just found that even though everybody did such an amazing job, of course, Kim was an amazing crafter. Mm -hmm. She won the first challenge, then did that amazing present for them. Had the, the backdrop backdrop was good, too. It was fine. But, like, I wasn't overwhelmed Yeah, I was just it. surprised that out of those three things, she nailed two, but then did not win the, the entire challenge. Well, and I think that's, especially with the last episode, um, but it was kind of a trend overall, I think it's... It almost didn't matter if you won the first. There's two competitions every episode. It almost didn't matter if you won the first one. 
because the second challenge was like the big challenge every week and it's like if you that kind of I, I disagree because I don't not in any of the episodes did they eliminate somebody who won the first challenge I don't think true but I know it definitely didn't seem to matter on the last episode no. because it was the the second challenge was the couple was gonna get married you know in front of whatever they made and so it's like the best thing was gonna win that for the wedding so it didn't really matter if you won the small mm. first competition. Mm. I don't know. I, 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 I love the chicken coop. I really did. But I also didn't think that... I thought that it was very um, in tune with the bride, but not very in tune with the groom. You know, like, you have to remember that they cut certain speeches out, and I feel like they mm -hmm. almost included the speech where she said mm -hmm. that she wanted the chicken coop because right. Joe made the chicken coop. But, like, the nowhere in that whole thing did the groom say anything. He, I mean, he was against having a chicken coop. Right. So it, it, to me, it was, it was, yeah, that's it was true. very Joe in the sense that Joe was always very like family, but she was like, you know, she's the mother of the group. So she's going to kind of mm -hmm. go toward the woman versus give them a gift. They both are going to enjoy, which I think Cam did a really nice job. I mean, those chests are like something you pass yeah. down generation after generation. You know, I'm, I don't have one. I'm, I don't have the one that's in my family. My sister does, but it was something that my grandma had. It's something that was given to my nana, and then given to my grandma. And it's this really beautiful blue chest. And my my sister still has it with all of our heirlooms. In the first episode, when they're introducing everybody, and they're like, "This person does felt," and this person's an interior designer, and then they're like, "This person's a woodworker." I was like. Mm, it seems to me like the woodworker's kind of going to have a leg up and it was a woodworker who ended up winning the whole thing. And especially for some of these really big competitions, I think to be able to know how to construct construct these big things, mm -hmm. it, it seemed to be a really big leg up. So I don't know. Well, there was two woodworkers in it though. And the second right. woodworker was that girl, Nicole, and she mm -hmm. was out like in the third episode. So I right. mean, you could put it to both yeah. things. I mean, I think the interior, I actually think that Kim didn't have an advantage in terms of, there was a very feminine, like when you looked at the hmm. designs, it was a very lean toward the stuff that was like, that brought out color, that mm -hmm. was more like feminine, that was more like intricate. And like, he's a, he was a very like simplistic, he was very like, you know, wood, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say, but, um, I feel like that was Joe's take on it was a very feminine and that was actually something that the judges were constantly giving credit yeah. for. And that was something that Kim actually had to change in his work right. to well, be more like And maybe he's just so damn talented that it doesn't matter. I don't know. He is talented, but I see what you're saying also that as an interior designer, of course, you have to be in tune with what's popular and you're working mm -hmm. with tons of people and gauging their tastes, whereas Kim is kind of just doing what he likes and Self. Does mm, that make sense? Yeah. I think the experience that other people had of actually performing this work with different types of people right. can be, you know. Right. Well, like Kim said in one of his things, like it really brought out things in himself that he needed to, to mm. learn in his art because he was forced to kind of open up through mm -hmm. the series or he wouldn't win. Right. And also at the end, you're left with so like the three most talented people. It's very difficult to choose... Because, you you know, you can't just be like, oh, one of these people yeah. is really terrible because, like, everybody at that point has really proven themselves. Now, for season two, which there's not an air date yet, but obviously it's going to be at some point next year, I would think, or later this year. I don't know. 
No, probably no, not this year. It'll be next year for sure. Um, is there anything you guys would want to, you know, any changes you want to see in the show at all? I would like to see a little bit more structure with the judging because I felt like it was mm -hmm. it was really like wishy-washy at certain points. Well, what I think would be nice like, that what the Great British Bake Off, whatever it's called, what what that show does, I think is really nice is it it goes behind the scenes and you see the judges kind of talking about like breaking mm -hmm. it down a little bit going like this person did that and i really like that mm -hmm. like it kind of you they go through their process and it spends a couple minutes on each competition you see the judges you know you hear them talk about how they're going to judge it and i think that'd be really nice to see um for this show now i think the great british pickup is like an hour-long show and this is a 30-minute show so there's obviously only so much stuff you can cut out so maybe a longer format would be better um, to kind of show some more stuff behind the scenes, but I definitely want to see. I mean, how many? There was one, two, three, four, five, six. There was it's eight, right? Eight, eight people, right? There was. Yeah. I mean, I, I would just like to see more contestants, and I, yeah, I just, eight. I hope they expand the show to more than just six episodes. Get some more people mm -hmm. in there. Um, which you know, this was the first season. That's kind of a pilot season. So now that I think they saw. That the show's successful. Hopefully, they just make it a bigger ordeal. So, yeah. What about you, Tabby? Anything? No. You're like the show's perfect. Nothing. No, I think you all. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, but I'm. I'm definitely looking forward to season two. One of my new favorite shows, and it's like something you can watch with the whole family. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Um, any otherwise any other closing thoughts from you guys? Stacy? Silence. No, I'm good. Cool. Yeah. Well thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back next week or the week following that. I have no idea what we're gonna talk about. We have but... lives and jobs and yes. school and kids. So <laughs> <laughs> yes. I would really like to try to do this once a week. Yeah. And we're we're gonna make a better effort to do that now that we're all living together. So it should be a lot easier. Yes. yes. Very excited. Um, yeah, anyways, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys soon. Have a great day. Yeah.